Krakoa Radio presents. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I am your host, Nick, accompanied by the ravishing, the just elegant, amazing, beautiful co-host, all right, all right. That wasn't a setup. Damn oh, it! I oh. never know when it's going to be a setup. I know you. I got to change it up a little bit. <laughs> I know. Uh, thank you. That was very kind. I'm Josh. Um, I'm about a quarter of those things that you described. So, you know, you get audience can decide which ones fit and which <laughs> ones don't. But yeah, man, we're back. Fifty-one. Fifty-one years old. We're on the other side of fifty, player. Boom. Um, I kind of want to call this like season two of the, of the show. Is it, is it, we want to do this season two. Yeah, all season right. two. I think, I think you can do that now in iTunes. I gotta look that I gotta look into that. Yeah, there you go. Um, today we are covering issue one of the trial of Magneto. We got X-Men number two, Hellions 14, and Sword 7, which is full of many things. All these books are full of many reveals, Dude, actually. These these books were this is a good lineup, man. Yeah, it really it's a good is a lineup. I did but, forget um, that we said that we would um, cover the last three issues of Children of the Atom, so that'll oh, be I the keep... next episode. Uh, what was that last part? That we're gonna cover it next episode. Oh god damn it! All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do it eventually. No, I know. I got. I want to see what happens. I, I'm. I still have no idea what happens. So <laughs> I gotta so, read the last one. Uh, when it comes to news today, we do have a little bit of news announced. Like I think yesterday or day before. Yeah. The X lives of Wolverine and the X deaths of Wolverine, yeah. written by Benjamin Percy, clearly our favorite writer. Clearly, uh, or it could be ten lives or ten deaths, or one could be ten and one could be X. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. So, and I, I don't care. I don't know if you know about this, but like this, this week, basically, Marvel announced a bunch of. There are events, but there are events yeah. within the main stories, which I'm okay with. That's fine. Yeah. It's not like an event that's going to overarc every fucking book. No, know? I'm excited for the Daredevil one or the Kingpin. Yes. Did you start reading, reading that run yet? The Chip Zdarsky run? No, but I need to. When I come over this week, remind me, I'm going to bring the trade for you. Okay. It's very, very good. So I'm excited to see where it's going. Yeah. Me, um, me. But there's like a Fantastic Four one. There's a Moon Girl. I know. I'm excited for Moon Girl one. to come back. And I guess this is the one for the X-Men that isn't already announced because we're already getting Inferno. Yeah. And we're getting the, what's it called? Timeless. Well, this whole thing's timeless. Is that, um, but isn't there like an overarching one called like? I'm not totally sure on that. Uh, I I'm I a little that. behind on my other Marvel books, to be honest. A lot yeah, of books. I thought I saw that there was going to be like an actual title, but maybe I didn't. Yeah. Um, I have yeah, read it. The um, oh, I just had his name and I lost it again. Magneto and Xavier together. Onslaught. Onslaught. Yeah, the Onslaught book is getting its own thing also. It's not part of Way of X. It's getting its own event book. Uh, oh, I think I did see that somewhere. Yeah. So uh, how, from one to ten, how excited are you for Zero. Two? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? Two? Cool. Then you can cover it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the only reading Wolverine. I'm um, not picking that shit up, man. Well, from the tagline, <laughs> two interlocked tales about what happens when Wolverine, his past and his future meet. Yeah. Like you said a minute ago, that's all the stories. That's every, every Wolverine story. Movie. That's every, every Wolverine movie. That's, that's everything. There's nothing special about that. No. Like I almost, you know how I always put on the bottom of like X Men announcements, like you should want to know more. Listen to the Dawn of X podcast. Yeah. I want to put like, we're not going to talk about this. Don't listen to that podcast if you want to know about this. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to know anything about this, we're not the people for you, but we talk about other things. So yeah, yeah. many other, almost everything else. Almost everything else. Yeah. Um, wait, we do have we have two we have two announcements ourselves though, right, man? Yeah. We got we got more announcements coming up, even though we we're in do. 51. Yes, we do have more announcements. We are we will be debuting the Bat Chat podcast in october spooky that's so spooky so spooky and then my homie had the amazing idea because the first episode we'll be covering the long halloween that's right baby we're hitting that shit right on the nose boom no subtlety what 
No subtlety. Not here on the not here on Krakoa Radio, baby. <laughs> we'll be covering our first book for the X Berry. That's library with an X. So clever. Our okay. first book, as we said before, will be Inferno, and that will be coming out later at the end of this month. And um, yeah, I'm not good. It's there. Also, most likely, be something else we're covering along with that audience. But I'll have to make that reveal later because it's a secret from Nick right now. He is hiding something from me. I'm very, very curious about this. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it then. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into these books? I don't think so, man. No, I'm fine, man. It's fine. cool. Let's try, get into try, some fucking X Men. Try to re talk about my work experience today where I had like an nah. acid flow, apparently. No, no, no. So. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to live through that shit again. Don't. No, just talking to you about it was giving me flashbacks. Oh, but you can, wait, wait. You got, you could do Toy Corner. You got a cool ass toy you could. I do have a cool ass toy. Usually it's about wrestling or about X Men, but today I am looking at this beautiful Evil Dead 2 toy. It comes with a deadite head of ash, a demon hand, a shotgun, an axe, a zombie head of his girlfriend. If you guys never seen the Evil Dead trilogy, do yourself a favor and watch it. It's great. It's over the top. It's ridiculous, but it's so fun. Yeah, so it's, it's that, good. That's my uh, toy collection for today. Don't worry. Tomorrow will be something different to Hell the yeah. chagrin of my significant other. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, also, if you guys aren't watching uh, Marvel's What If, you should be. It's fantastic. I'm one of those people. I need to get back on it. I, I started watching the first one and then I fell asleep and I needed. So back okay, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the first one. I thought I, it was that's fine. Why I kind of fell asleep. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine, but I thought yeah. like it just reenacted stuff from what we already saw. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. after that is totally different. What's the newest one? I know we had the um... the newest one. See, that's the thing. I don't want to spoil something's what ifs. Like you think the what if is right in front of you, but it's really not. All right. Like all last right. Just, week, I'll I will tell it. you was a murder mystery. And like for me, I figured out the mystery like a little more than halfway in the episode. But some people said they didn't realize it until the very end. But you know, like me and you, like we're hardcore fans. We know the details of these characters. But like yeah. so it became easy to figure out. Yeah. But this week, I will tell you, is a Doctor Strange heavy episode. Whoa! It is a right. Doctor Strange related what if, and it's awesome. All right, like, all right. Because I mean... there's no CG to worry about, it's just animation. Oh, I know. That's magic, why I'm pumped. Yeah, the magic they use. Yeah. Literally, I audibly yelled, that was fucking sick. At one That's point. awesome. And then the second episode is a and Star-Lord what if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know. That one I know. Yeah. And that one I wasn't too excited for either until I watched it. And it was so, especially that it's the last acting job of Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman. It felt special. Like the yeah. episode really showed off why T'Challa as a character is such a great person and yeah. how him being Star-Lord instead of, um, instead of Chris Pratt. <laughs> I forgot. Um, Peter yeah, Quill. Thank you. I don't remember either. It really shows like if, if it was T'Challa instead of Peter Quill, it would have been totally different and amazing. But also it shows why it has to be Peter Quill. It's really creative. Like this, the is t- that- hmm? this is TVA propaganda, man. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's and what, what if is. I will tell you, this episode did have some more um, interesting moments with the Watcher than you would think. Rather than him just uh, just going, what if? And then watching. Some other stuff happens. Uh, but yeah. Like literally, I feel like every week is getting better and better, and we still haven't gotten to Marvel Zombies. Oh shit, that's one of them. That's one of them. Or what if Gamora stayed with Thanos and became a god? <gasps> well, yeah. One of these pictures looks like Ultron with the Infinity Stones on his chest. Maybe. Oh, that's no like, good, baby. There's a few of them, and I really think they're setting a lot of these up to so we can see them in the multiverse of that. Fuck yeah, baby. Fuck. There's yeah. already rumors of uh, age of Captain Carter. Yeah, I heard about that one. Listen, dude, I um, I am so fucking stoked and and can't even believe that we're at a point in pop culture where we're about to get just fucked every which way from multiverse content, like all the shows from all the universes, everything. Yeah, because the next Flash movie is about the multiverse and timelines, and we're gonna get Michael Keaton Batman back. Yeah, like. And audience and like general audiences are gonna sit there and they're gonna be like, this is cool. Like yeah. people's fucking people who don't know shit about comics are all of a sudden gonna know multiverse. Like that's gonna be fucking weird. 
Well, Michael Keaton actually said, someone said like, oh, how do you play into like the Vulture stuff? And how do you play into the Batman stuff? And he literally said, listen, listen, I don't understand the whole multiverse thing, but the script is good. And that's why I came back, which is also reassuring. Yeah. Because he said like, I wouldn't come back as Batman if the script no. wasn't good. No. You think he want to go through all that shit if it wasn't? <laughs> yeah. So that is reassuring. But um, when it comes to, I perfect uh, segue, because when it comes to Marvel's multiverse, there is a rumor this week that Wanda will be the villain of the multiverse of madness, which I kind of called a while back. Yeah, we yeah. But the big rumor is that she's going to fight someone from the Fox universe. The guy that was already in the show. <laughs> so the rumor said they actually tried to get Hugh Jackman to come back one last time, and then Wanda would kill him apparently, and he said like no, because like why? You already had the perfect send off. Yeah. So now the rumor is it's supposed to be either Phoenix or Xavier, but they didn't say which one. Interesting. I could see McAvoy coming back for one thing. Oh, of course. Yeah. McAvoy is all about cash and checks. Yeah. He's a great actor, but he's also about cash and checks. He's all about cash and them checks. Yeah. And sometimes so, a great actor. Yeah. Um, but also I can kind of see Patrick Stewart coming back too. Also, great actor, loves cash and checks. <laughs> <laughs> you watch American Dad. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. say and do some wild shit. Badger Stewart, he'll cash a check, man. If it's, if it's valid U.S. tender, Patrick Stewart will show up. <laughs> if you save a bulldog, he'll be there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm really curious about that. And I'm yeah. really curious about how this What If show is going to play into the multiverse of madness because that trailer for Spider-Man far from home also feels crazy and like <laughs> it's in bananas it's bananas yeah. Whole what, it's wild. happening so. i can't believe this is like i went from thinking every time marvel did something ridiculous like guardians of the galaxy or ant-man i was always like oh this is it and i was always wrong like yeah. so so wrong and like so now i'm just like this is going to be a hit we're just going to live in a world where like just normies are talking about the fucking multiverse well we're living in a world where i feel like actors are like my movie can't be the first one to fail yeah like, i'm really rooting for sung shi right now because i'm hearing so many good things about it from people i know that actually saw it already yeah and they're saying like it's incredible it's a top 10 movie it's not some basic origin movie like they're saying this is black panther level good uh yeah can i can i rent it no, they're not doing. I'm actually happy about this. They're not doing a same day release for Disney Plus because I want this movie to make money. Because if it doesn't make money because it did a same day release, every headline will be Asian led movie didn't make any money. Yeah, but you know? they're still going to lose. People still aren't going to go in the same. Did you look how much money Free Guy made? That's true. People are going back to the theater. I have not been to the theater, but I want to do a double feature this weekend for, for um, Sung Shi and Candyman. I want to watch both. I heard Candyman's good. Yeah, and I just rewatched the original, which as a film concept holds up very well and it's very unique, but yes. as a movie itself, it's still early 90s, late 80s style. Yeah. So like yeah. some things don't work and the last scene's very tacked on and I learned that it's not even made by the same director, the very last scene that feels Oh. Very, yeah, that feels very horror movie added. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the movie itself and the concept is very ahead of its time. Very good. Yeah, and the sequels are awful. Yes, they are. There was one Candyman movie. Yes. Anyway, let's right. get back to the newest books. Speaking of murderers. Speaking of murderers, let's cover the trial of Magneto, which isn't really a trial, more of a like, hey, he did it. Yeah. A lot everyone of, agreeing. A lot of people quit to judgment here. So also let's talk about what is it issue 11 of x factor i mean sorry no trial of magneto issue one sorry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes um i have a lot of mixed feelings about this issue it's a good issue but Damn also issue. feels weird so let's let's start from the beginning here we start with x factor investigating the actual murder scene and much like they did in their book they're really breaking it down using um well, i can't remember her name. i'm remembering names i'm not remembering names at all today are you talking about Rachel? Rachel. Rachel. I, I get it eventually. Uh, Rachel using her powers to see what happened, but it's really foggy. And you have Dakin using his scent to see what happened, where it happened. And they're all doing stuff. And there was actually a moment I liked where Wolverine's talking to Dakin, kind of like a father to the son. With the yeah. way it should. 
where he's like you missed something what'd you miss <laughs> i know so so fucking silly i love it yeah um oh. real quick though i don't know who this artist is I, i've never i've never seen lucas werner's work mm. and i'm not super into it but it's fine faces his face work is fucking phenomenal though yeah like especially wanda's face in some of these yeah. pictures really good yeah no, that's what it was leading me to like wanda looks very good and like a painting almost right like it's the art like comes and goes in quality yeah maybe it's a little rushed who knows yeah um so we get like some almost graphic detail about the autopsy and the murder yeah. itself like i kind of hear i started hearing like gun gun every time the next page turned <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> this is a law and order reference for anyone who doesn't watch those shows um but yeah it's a little weird like we know she was dragged and her hands were tied and of course it's like well how come she use her powers oh she couldn't move her hands where i'm like really she can only use her power she literally spoke the words no more mutants one time i know she didn't have to use her hands like yeah like she always needed her hands oh well someone she trusted so she didn't fight back immediately who did you see oh i saw someone with a, with a white coat on that's who I saw. Oh, it's a lot of it's a lot of like carnival psychic work there. It's like uh... yeah, it's very much like that. It's very much a lot of people again detail about the, the actual autopsy and how she died and strangled and all this stuff. And I was like, mad, all right, <laughs> mad shout outs to iBoy man. He's coming. He's like the so fucking powerful man. Yeah, definitely. And, I love the part where he's like, oh yeah, that's her blood. Oh, how do you yeah. know? Like, I can see it. Like, you can see that is her blood. So cool. But like, I- I'm gonna jump ahead real quick just because I want to talk about before. I don't want to forget because we're talking about iBoy's powers. iBoy did himself a big disservice telling Hank about all the different powers he has. Like, I feel like that's gonna come back to bite yes. him in the ass. Because I think it was Northstar who said, "Like, I'm not telling you about this." He did not want anybody to know. Like, especially anybody associated with the council. Yeah. So anyway. then we cut speaking of the council, we cut to the council talking about the murder and should she be allowed to be resurrected? Because they do have an old version of her backed up on Cerebro. They do. Her and Quicksilver. Even though they're still not considered mutants, which is stupid. I think they're gonna I feel like at the end of this, they're gonna retcon all that's that. what it's feeling like, man. Yeah, it's really, really feeling that way because it was stupid to begin with. They only did they only retconned it that they're not mutants anymore. And they were made by the high evolutionary or some yeah. shit like that because they were steering away from mutants, but still wanted to use Quicksilver and um, and Wanda because they wanted to put them in Age of Ultron. Yeah. But they didn't want to promote mutants. So they were kind of leaning towards like they're inhumans, maybe they're yeah. this and that. So that was stupid anyway. Yeah. But I feel like talking, they're coming back home. Yeah. But they're talking to the council and Magneto says, uh, guys, obviously we want to bring them back. Let's do it. This is where I feel like the writing is a little too on the nose because it's literally Mystique sitting there smirking, yeah, looking over and antagonizing the entire conversation. So my first thought is, so it's not Mystique then. Like that's too, it's too, like at that point, it's too obvious. Like that's gotta be. I think it's very much Mystique. (laughs) I I feel like at this point, it's a red herring more than anything else. Because of her red hair. No, I know what red herring means. I know you do. <laughs> um, My point was just more of like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it is. I think it's her. And I think that will if it if it isn't her, then awesome writing. But if it is her, lazy writing. That yeah, that's kind of what I come down to, and it could be her and someone else. To manipulate to show magnet powers or whatever, or it's the Marvel universe. She can buy gloves that have magnet powers. Who knows? She she could, um, but yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know that it's her. I and I also like the touch that Magneto's wearing his black outfit. Yeah, that that's was, nice. That but clearly, Magneto is pissed. And yeah, like, no, no, bring my kids back. And Xavier's kind of like, listen, if you're gonna act like this, we're just gonna do a vote right now. If you're going to have a temper tantrum right right now, which yeah. kind of felt messed up because like, dude, his daughter just died. Not daughter anymore, but was daughter for he a while. He, I, I <laughs> so, um, but real quick, back to the mystique thing. A lot of people on the council are kind of antagonizing him right now, though. Like Emma is also talking a lot of shit. Sinister was talking shit. 
So like this is like half the council planned all of this to get Xavier's best friend out of the council. That would be very like, interesting, very good. You know what I mean? Like it, it might not be just shut case of fucking mystique, you know? Yeah, that, that is very fair. But also, especially with how it ends, went. I felt like Xavier wasn't acting like himself. I felt like he was very cold towards his almost like a brother. For better or worse, they're like brothers. And he kind of treated him like, hey, if you're going to have a temper tantrum over the death of your daughter, then I guess we're not going to have a conversation. And it's like, really? Yeah, but Xavier is really not known for his empathy. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like he'd play it better, at least in public. I don't know. He, he, does, he doesn't have a great track record. I, I, I see does. where you're coming from, but I think he's, I think he's just being like, well, I'm the leader, so I have to remain in control. And, you know, like, it's just Xavier being a dick. Well, if you look at the people who mainly antagonize the situation, it's Emma, Mystique, yep. and Sinister. Yep. <laughs> people who are usually bad. Yep. Yep. Making someone else who's usually bad look bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, man. And then um, they decide no resurrection for Wanda. Which makes uh, Magneto very angry, and he tries to crush <laughs> Xavier's head with his helmet. I know. Until fucking Shadow Cat, goddamn Kate Pride, yeah. sneaks up behind him, phases to the base of his skull, and tells him that if he dip- if he fucks around, she's gonna disconnect it from his fucking skull. Yeah, peel his brainstem from out of his spinal cord like a Jeez. Twizzler. Jesus fucking Christ. She went badass real fast. Kate, 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 get it. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. Um, And doesn't Storm have a line? You forget you are not the most powerful mutant in the room anymore. I know. And I'm just like, damn. And like, of course, as she says that, there's like a storm cloud brewing over her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At first, I'm like, oh, she's still wearing her costume from the gala. No, no, no. She's just summoning some lightning so he knows what's up. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's uh that's not great, but I did have this thought of like, oh, so these kids can come back because they were backed up. Cuz Magneto made some good points saying like we shouldn't limit ourselves like the humans did. If we can do it, we should do it. Yeah. And that is fair. Mm-hmm. But also, would he be saying that if a random human died that they had stored on Cerebro? No. Of course he not. Wouldn't get, he wouldn't of course get. not. I I do firmly believe though Magneto didn't do this. I firmly believe he didn't do it too. But whatever happens at the end of this book will definitely lead to him either willingly not being part of the council because he doesn't trust anyone anymore. Yeah. Or he'll be kicked out of the council officially. Yeah. All so that's this, already the breaking. This probably all leads to another Magneto Charles split. You know what I mean? Well, in House of X, they say they always have a betrayal, a split, or something yeah. always happens, no matter yeah. what. That's true. Yeah. So then we cut to Magneto leaving the council chambers, seeing everyone celebrate the death of his daughter. Right. Jesus Christ. Which, in fairness, he was there when they all called her the Great Pretender. He also called her the Great Pretender. <laughs> yeah. So you raise these young, impressionable mutants to fear and hate this one person. Yeah. When they die, they're having a fucking celebration. Which he doesn't seem to do anything about. He just kind of goes past it. Well, it's kind of glaring because I think he knows what he did because there's like yeah. three panels of him just yeah yeah I'm seeing yeah like I can I can definitely see a monologue later where he's like I made this like I didn't kill her but I damn sure was part of it yeah damn right he was so then we have Northstar and a lot of the X Men X Force and X Factor confronting him saying like hey we gotta bring you in because we think you killed him now again much like if you're watching a cop drama or whatever. If all the evidence leads to one person, it's probably not that person. It's probably a setup. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a little annoyed how dumb, especially like someone like, let's say, Cyclops, who has plenty of experience in these situations. He didn't go, well, if it was Magneto and he used magnet powers, he knew we'd find this out. So why do you do it? Yeah. Like, this whole idea that when you come to Krakoa and you're forgiven and everything's erased seems to slide away pretty fast and they think you're doing something bad again. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 we never liked you, never trusted you. Yeah, really. Because, like, also, Magneto's not one to do things secretly. 
Yeah. Like he'll make a show of it. Right. Like he would be like, what are you going to do to me? I'm the leader of a fucking country that you all need. And I just created a fucking planet. Like, so then we cut to Wiccan and Northstar's husband, whose name we can't remember, um, going to look at the body and him remembering that Wiccan doesn't know that his mom is dead. And we have a little blurb about the whole crossover event happening with sword and guardian, the whole last (laughs) annihilation, which we'll get to later in the episode. And yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do right now, man. Like, this is fucked up. <laughs> Cut to uh, the Avengers seeing a bunch of Wanda's favorite flowers pop up on one of the Krakoan gates and Xavier telling them that she is dead and Vision is not happy, naturally. Nope. Also, if you have the uh, physical version of this issue, next to that panel is an ad for the Dark Ages, which shows a pissed off skeleton Vision. Uh-oh. I feel like that had to be intentional. Probably, yeah. That can't be a soul accident. Yeah. So then we cut back to the fight between everyone. And we have a lot of cool moments. And I do like this fight scene of people, the way people use their powers. I love the fact that like X-23 and Wolverine, they jump at Magneto. And he's like, you guys don't learn. And Dakin's like, no, no, they do. I'm going to stab you because I have no antimantium. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, family teamwork. And then, then fucking Xavier just like I guess runs through him with the Magneto. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, Magneto runs through him with the fucking ore in Krakoa's soil. Yeah, he's like, I oh, know I have plenty of fucking metal around me. Let me. Well, remember he did this when they were attacked by aliens, and like he just took metal from lava yes. and yeah. like shoved it. Like he is a god around. He's Omega level magnet god. Yeah, so like he just shattered his body. <laughs> Yep. Um, and then we finally have Polaris letting out some some parental issues she's had over the last few years. Oh yeah, you know uh, there's been quite a few things with them. She's really letting out a lot of aggression. But again, they're all just so quick to assume he did it because they've always hated each other. Man, Magneto really cuts through her with like a fucking knife, though. Man. Oh yeah, like I shouldn't have spared you. You are this. You are that. Like he really talks her down. Which he calls anyone her who's had. Yeah. Jesus also, Christ! Like. Anyone who's had like bad parent or bad family members that really try and knock you down, yeah, you know, like it can cut like a fucking knife. Yeah. No matter what the situation is, no matter yeah. how wrong you know they are, because they're happens. saying it, it cuts like a knife. So I was kind of happy that like she was crying when this was happening. Oh, yeah. She felt Still like fighting, but crying. Cyclops had to save her because she her powers like gave out. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to my favorite part of this fight. Where you have a, a few nice speed punches and you realize Quicksilver's back. Oh, and yeah. He punches him just like three times, four times, and almost kills him. Yep. Because he's punching at super speed. And again, he fully believes you killed my sister. And why wouldn't he, though? Like, I get Quicksilver yes. being like, you did it. Well, Quicksilver also, imagine his point of view. Someone probably contacted him, which again, I think it was Mystique, but anyway. But someone contacts you saying, hey, your, your sister's dead and the only suspect is your father. <laughs> Boom. Speed run to the island. <laughs> and I'm there. Yeah, I guess it's going to happen. So they bring Magneto to the healing garden and they're trying to go through his mind, but it's kind of like a big mess. Yeah. Now we actually get to my favorite part of this entire book. Like all this epic shit's happening, but this little moment where all the original Brotherhood of Mutants are sitting oh, no. down. So good. And mastermind just saying to simpler times. Yeah. That was really nice touch. That was so I, I was I was like, God damn, I didn't think I would feel this moved about right? a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants reunion. But it was so simple. Like it's literally like just two pages and the, long. And the fact that it's also being narrated by the Scarlet Witch is yes. You know, like that's also pretty cool. Especially like Toad's wearing his old school costume, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a nice moment. Like it's really weird. Like, I didn't see it coming. I didn't think that I'd ever even care. Like you said, I didn't think I care about a reunion, but the way they did it and the way he just says simpler times, like, know. you know, we're just fighting them. <laughs> like, yeah. done. Remember when they were just clearly the bad guys and we were clearly the good guys, <laughs> even though we were called the evil brother. And as I put in my notes, Wanda question mark, because then we have Wanda in some weird astral space plane wearing white getting stabbed by someone in a white cloak yeah so remember all we know is someone saw someone with a white cape yes 
So now maybe this is my I go, maybe it's not mystique because they didn't even bother shape changing. They're just wearing a white cape. Yeah. Quite a few people Could stabbing be. her. And then she says, I know I've been killed, but she's not dead. Yeah, she's in some kind of weird uh american beauty scene or something i don't know what's going on here and like the last page is technically like these weird points like arrows pointing out that say where am i yeah then i got like some like wandavision vibes from that yeah there's definitely something weird going on with these symbols yeah and then that's the end that's the end i give it five x's i gave it i gave it four but yeah, yeah it's very good a lot of surprising a lot of moments that surprised me how much I liked it. Not that they're surprising moments, but I'm surprised how effective it was. Yeah, it was a very I'm I'm really looking forward to this series. Yeah. So five X's for me, four from you for the trial of Magneto. Off to a good start because simply the fact that you doubt it's my it's a mystique and I think it's mystique is good. That's fun. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Just obviously there's like, you know, very clearly different interpretations here, you know, or like people seeing different clues or seeing what they want to see. That's true. Uh, So then we get to X-Men number two. Yep. So we got Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz back with the main team. And uh, yeah, this is the fucking best opening of any comic ever because it opens with my boy Gambit in the treehouse basement playing cards with the fucking thing, Rhino and goddamn Black Cat. And it's quickly busted up by Rogue, who calls him by all of his names. That's how mad she is. She's like, Remy Etienne LeBeau. <laughs> like, it's like, oh shit. Rogue is mad. And on his way out, the thing is like, I knew you were in trouble when you called me by all three of your fancy names. <laughs> so fucking good. So just a fun, fun opening. That's what I'm I'm liking about this X-Men book, is it's like really like fun and light, but surrounded by some really dark shit. You know what I mean? Definitely. And so um, some of that dark shit is the fucking game world, which we cut back to. And as you may recall, there's some alien creature there and who's leading in the suit of an astronaut. It's a very creepy look. Oh, he's so cool. It's looking. like nerving. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I'm not sure if this is a brand new character, if it comes from something, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the game is who can destroy earth and everybody puts bets on if this person's going to destroy earth or not. And so this next one is to throw an annihilation wave at earth and look, clearly that'll stop them. Yeah. And so that's what happens in a small town, Kansas, (laughs) annihilation wave takes form way back in New York though. One of like one of the coolest scenes and what I'm loving a lot about this X-Men book is Jean and Sink are having like this learning time, like training time together where she's teaching him how to use telepathy when he sinks it off of her. And like, he's finding out just how fucking powerful she is too. Yeah. And um, also the fact that Emma told him that Jean would be helpful. Like, that's so cool to me that like, I want to see that on screen. Like I want to see Sink talking to his old, school teacher emma you know like that's gen that's gen x shit right there so like i was real i was real excited to see that little little uh comment well i like also this whole conversation because he's basically like they acknowledge that he has like hundreds of years of experience oh i know that's what i was getting ready to build to like and so in this training he's thanking gene for taking this time and gene is like Oh man, I got so much to learn from you. You're, you're like you just said, your adventure in the vault, man. You've got hundreds of years of experience that we can all learn from. And then in a minute, you'll, I'll just talk about it now because you'll, just you'll see it. Like the way they work as a team is so fucking good. Like there's no clear leader on this team. They all take leadership roles, and it works. That's really true. Yeah, I didn't notice that. You're right. It's not but like like it's a Cyclops or something. They're all equal. They're all equally in charge. Like. Gene is the one who says, X-Men, we got to go. Rogue is the one. I'm flying the jet. And then Rogue is the one that's like, all right, I'm in charge as we go down into battle. Then when they're down in battle, Gene is directing stuff. Cyclops is directing stuff. And it's not like no one's going in Keystone Cops different directions. Like they're fucking cohesive. It's really fucking cool. 
And it builds into a lot of the fucking mutant magic technology shit, which uh, they've been really playing up, you know, like how our powers combine and shit. So speaking of that, they both get a feeling while they're doing this telepathy training that something bad just happened way off in Kansas because Gene is an Omega telepath. Uh, So they gather the team together, fly in the Thunderbird, right? No, what is it called? Yeah, Thunderbird. Um, well, actually, right, right before that, there was a little line that I liked where uh, Singh says, you can turn off the power now. And she's like, I wish I could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For herself. Yeah, yeah, how he can turn it off. She's like, man, I, you're lucky. You're yeah. lucky. Um, so we get to one of my favorite splash splashes of all time, which is as the Thunderbird approaches the Annihilation Wave, Rogue is like, X-Men, go. And they all jump out of the plane. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. Uh, Three you know. of them can't fly. But <laughs> but like obviously Jean is keeping them afloat with her yeah. <laughs> you know, telekinesis and shit. But I don't know if you noticed this the first time, but I did. Did you look at Polaris? She has a coffee in her hand. She's coming down with sunglasses on and a coffee in her hand because she's the <laughs> baddest bitch in town. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Yeah. I was like, dude, that is fucking some dope shit. And so they land and they all immediately go into action. Wolverine takes off to fucking start cutting up big ones. Gene and, and fucking Polaris team up their powers to fucking shoot things around. <laughs> and then they discover as, as they're in this fight, Gene kind of gets a whimper of a of a brainwave from deep within the annihilation wave so in perfect fucking strategy they're like okay sink take some of fucking polaris's power keep them shielded here with a like one of her force fields she's going to take me with a force field into the thing i'm going to find out what's going on there that she goes into the annihilation wave. she gets whatever information she needs which i'm going to assume she finds out it, it's all a game, game. World, yeah um and then she gets the information she's still in the force field and then it's like all right sunfire do it like and then he just burns the fucking thing away because he's got the power of a sun and that's it the x-men just took care of something that fucking if i'm not mistaken was the catalyst for a huge ass event that just happened not that long ago right like, yeah. it was like and the X-Men are just like, boom, bitches, we got this. We annihilated them pretty damn fast. Like, because I mean, of how... Died. People did be- die. A lot of people died before they got there. Yes, but that's only because they were so... They had to get there first. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the Avengers... That would have taken the Avengers fucking months. Six issues. Six issues minimum. minimum. <laughs> uh, but So as they're leaving to head back home, the town folk are like, hey, man, Y'all saved us. You got to stay for dinner. And, and the town folk is led by none other than Jerry Duggan. I don't know if, if you've ever seen him, but that's him. Oh, no. oh, I've never seen him. Yeah. Look up a picture of him. That Pepe Larraz just draws him in this fucking book. Um, and so, yeah, they all stay for a fucking barbecue in Kansas. Um, and then, yeah, happy ending. Uh, Sunfire takes this chance to give a speech that he's already given. He's yes. like, I gave this speech before and I'm giving it again to you, town folk. Here's my history, random man. It's like, <laughs> all right. Thanks. He's like, I will allow me to read my resume to you, sir. Yeah, and this guy's just like, cool. Are you staying for dinner? <laughs> this guy's like, listen, man, I got some fucking ribs on the fucking barbecue right now. I, I got to go check them. Are you done with this story or what? <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. Like, oddly it, was, it was very out of place and, and like just so like, oh my God, they're just dumping exposition yeah but <laughs> like, like yeah, this will be important later but like sure and also a really good fucking like way to just quickly be like all right a lot of people might not know who sunfire is because he's not you know he's not always he in the comics so here's a fucking quick history like honestly i never really knew who he was i just knew his costume looked pretty cool yeah he's, even then i didn't know he was japanese for the longest time I'm I I'll tell you this. He's known for leaving teams very quickly, and I'm surprised he's still on the X-Men. <laughs> um, so then we cut to the end of this book, which is somebody named Dr. Stasis, who we meet at the end of last book. 
at the end of the last book, we meet him in his lab where he's growing clones and mutating them. Now, before you continue, I was very confused because when I saw the helmet on the table, I thought of the mask. I thought that was Sunfire's mask. Yeah, it took me a second too. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, is this Sunfire's life? Is he the bad guy? <laughs> are we are we fucking jumping back into this shit? Is that why we got his history? Because this is gonna be oh no, it's someone else. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Stasis appears to us in the end of the last issue where we find out he's cloning people and mutating them and doing experiments to figure out how it is that the mutants are coming back. So we find him at his dinner table where his wife and son are and his wife prepares a meal and but mistakenly puts a, the wrong kind of sauce on it and then they die. And he then asks the most island of Dr. Moreau looking mutants I've ever seen in my life. To, uh, yes, thank you. Yes, you're right. That's exactly what it is. So it's, it's like a tiger ape hybrid looking thing that comes out that speaks and cleans up the dead bodies. And then we get this fucking report from uh, Dr. Stasis about how like, okay, we clearly know the mutants have a way to beat death. Like we watched him die. We did. We had Cyclops's dead body in our possession and now he's alive again. So what are they doing? And it ends with him basically saying, listen, I don't know what they're doing, but it is clear that the mutants have, have developed some, high mutant technology and we need to catch up and it can't figure out <laughs> and it is very ominous and i i gave it four stars or four x's man i really like this one yeah i gave i gave it uh four x's also yeah i'm and liking that weird exhibition dump everything else is really fun and really yeah good. i'm i'm i i'm liking the action i like that there's still a little bit of like like x-men uh, like time off between, you know, like I love a good X-Men soap opera story too, basically. Yeah. I'm saying. And like, I'm hoping we get some more of that, but right now it's been good. It's a fucking, this is the action book and not X-Force. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. <laughs> huh. All right. Next up, we have Hellions number 14. Let's do it, baby. Do it. Oh, I'm talking about that one. Sure. <laughs> That's right. All right. Yeah, let's, let's have you do it. <laughs> All right. When you oh, when you say, oh oh, you mean like do it, do it. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on now. All right. So, Hellions. Uh, we start on Mars, or now known as Araco, um, or Planet Araco, or whatever the full name is. Um, we're at their council, and Tarn is with them at their council. I can't. I don't know for sure if he's on the council or he's visiting the council, but I, I'm going to assume he's yeah. on it because he's basically the parallel of Sinister. So. That like I didn't know he was viewed as like a ruler in Ameth, whatever. Yeah, I think he had like his whole his own little like dominion over there and shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a bad dude, you know. Like he's yeah. he's their doc, he's their Mister Sinister, you know. Like he, he's a bad motherfucker. Um, in a world of bad motherfuckers, that's why he's yeah. even worse than Mister. Really step it up. Everyone yeah, yeah. psychotic and bad. He's worse. So like, but everyone at what's crazy is like as dangerous and crazy as he is, everyone at this table, including Storm, is like, don't you fucking threaten me, you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, we all agree. We'll fuck you up. We have like no problem. everyone at this table, except for somebody that he probably hit, like that it's alluded to that he's done something bad to already. Like everyone at that table is like, I'm not putting up with your shit, Tarn. And so he's basically told you can't go to Krakoa. And he's like, fine, I won't go to Krakoa. And then as he's lamenting not going to Krakoa, something called a blade fish sure. rips through reality and comes to him. And he says, oh, well, I guess I have to go to Krakoa now. <laughs> and then we cut back to where we left our Hellions, which is surrounded by Tarn's, Tarn's version of the Hellions. And uh, Nobody on the team seems to remember them except for the people they killed before, which is Nanny, Wild Child, and Orphan Maker. They don't really remember them. It's kind of like it's in, in included that like yeah. it's in their DNA now, yeah. when they, which is interesting. It's very cool. Yeah. So like, there's like a little splash of I don't really know who's doing this report. I'm guessing maybe Sinister. Um, that yeah, which Sinister. Wit. <laughs> I, I, that's why I'm not. Spe- I'm not specifying. Yeah. but like it's yeah it like you said they be, the nature like they did a quick evolution just to deal with this situation you know like anytime 
there's a predator around species evolved to avoid that predator like this was such a jump in, in fucking evolution it's like why is that and everyone who was evolved like forcefully evolved they said like my blood is pumping when i saw them yeah like, i'm ready to fucking go yeah they are pissed they got like they got ptsd in their fucking dna and so they take them on and they're kicking their asses until fucking Tarn comes through this fucking reality thing with where he, as he says, where the blade fish go, I may follow. Sure. <laughs> okay, dude. Cool. <laughs> and so he gets there and quickly fucking just decimates everyone. He fucking throws Nanny into a wall. He takes whatever that is, whatever that is in his blood away from wild child and makes him yeah, a scared, scared dog again. That really sucked. He fucking like. Hope they fix that because that's like character progression just literally wiped out. I know. So he fucking wipes the floor with them. The um, the OG Mister Sinister is is captured by one of Tarn's Hellions, and Tarn is like, no, "Don't kill him. I got a better idea." And much like Mister Sinister in our in in the world we know, here in a month, their Mister Sinister also has vaguely defined powers. Yeah, and but... he can, uh, I guess, telepathically go and look inside Mr. Sinister's head, but then also show other people what's inside of his head. And he does just that. And he shows the Hellions that time that he murdered all of them so that yeah. they wouldn't remember what he had them do. And, and so even Psylocke says, this is too much. The, yeah, even Psylocke is like, all right, fuck this. I can't do yeah. this. <laughs> uh, and so they're about to fucking tear him apart when uh og sinister is like wait wait let me say this kids eat shit and he hits some button (laughs) and unleashes all a clone army of sinisters (laughs) which are just completely torn through by tarn like but he starts to run away and the sinister that he left behind was like where the fuck are you going man and he's like, hey, hey, I was going to say, do you want to come with me? Uh, ooh, I, I, I can show you the chimera. And he's like, ooh, all right, let's go. Yeah, he's <laughs> very much like, oh, okay. Oh, fuck, you got me. And so they take off through one of the no gates, which is, you know, one of the Krakoa gates that only the person who grew it can see where it is and access where it is. And uh, he takes off <clears throat> and he tells Psylocke, you better not follow me with these with all this craziness because something bad might happen here and some precious cargo might get destroyed, basically alluding to your daughter might die. And so he just takes off and that's the end of the book. He leaves the Hellions there to be slaughtered by Tarn and Tarn's Hellions and an army of Sinisters. Um, I had a few thoughts about the issue because like, I feel like this is leading towards taking down Sinister another member being probably taken out of the council and also leading to them becoming their own team. Like without Sinister, we're still a unit. Yeah. No, this is between this, the trial of Magneto. Like there's a lot of buildup to this Inferno where Krakoa falls. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is the beginning of the end. Basically. So I give that one four X's. I think I gave it four X's as well. No strong issue very strong all right next up we have sword number seven part of the last annihilation event have you been keeping up with that because i have not no i have no idea what's going on in the event i tried um kind of like what you told me uh when i was at your house the other day how like the guardians book isn't like grabbing you it's not i actually bought the first trade because i love guardians and yeah it's not really grabbing me and it's even crazy. the writer, I think the writer is very good. I, I like I like everything I've read from Al Ewing so far. He had a very underrated Ga- Green Lantern run. Hulk has been fantastic. Yeah, except for this here Guardians book. Yeah. So we open the book with a lot of stuff happening with Hulkling. Oh, so if you guys don't know what's been happening in like the cosmic stuff side, brief summary: Hulkling has united the Kree and the Scrolls. And they're now one army, one nation. And people have been trying to fuck with it, of course. Also, Hawkling and Wiccan got married. I don't know who this Captain Glory guy is. I have Me zero neither. clue about him. 
Maybe. I kept thinking like, is he the is he Marvel, the original Captain Marvel? It could be that he's uh, just created right now. <laughs> yes, could be totally. And they're fighting the mindless one, who's usually they're usually controlled by Dormammu. Yes. So that's all we really know. And like these hordes of mindless ones of different sizes, like enough to destroy spaceships, have been coming out of portals. Well, yeah, and they do say they do give a brief update in this book, which is that Dormammu has possessed the planet Ego. And so now he has he's basically a conscious planet, and that's why he's able to do all these like crazy cosmic shit. Yeah. But the honestly, the important part of this book, and I'm so happy because I was reading this issue going like, oh shit, is it literally just a crossover book with a bunch of characters I don't know? No nope. situation I don't know. No, my friend, the best part of this book is purely a dinner between Doctor Doom and Storm. And I can I interrupt real quick. Go for it. There is a moment in this conversation where dude there's he, so many fucking great moments but yes where, continue. where it's alluded to the time that she was turned into a statue do you know that story i don't i okay. didn't know that. i didn't get that part of the conversation okay so way back in the early part of claremont's run um the x-men go to the castle that banshee's family owns and it's been taken over by dr doom and arcade i think if i'm not mistaken who's working he mentioned for, arcade yeah yeah who's working for dr doom and the x-men are taken they're they're captured and dr doom takes a liking to storm because he sees how like it's not even just straight up sexual it's like he just sees how fucking powerful she is yeah. yeah and so like they had this kind of weird like friendship building but then he like just put her in a statue because he's like no i can't i can't fucking take any chances with you and then at the end of all of it you discover it wasn't even the fucking real dr doom it was a goddamn robot dr doom it always is which is why i like this issue because it feels like this isn't a robot this is not a robot you never see his mouth (laughs) yeah he took he took off his mouthpiece yeah so i know i love that and just like just to go over like a few parts the beginning of this dinner is so great because it's it's a mixture of compliments and threats and oh, warnings yeah. oh, from yeah. both sides, every oh, side. Yeah. But we kind of start one of my favorite lines in the beginning of this dinner is where he says, like, I'm so happy you're finally a true goddess, a queen, and yeah. not just a king's wife. Such a such a potster. Yes. So referencing her marriage to T'Challa, Black Panther, and her being like, You really want to talk about marriages so soon? Because she just got married in the Fantastic Four book to yes. someone who was a follower of galactus a herald of galactus and it didn't work pretty fast of course it didn't yeah so then we have this it's kind of i, I kind of want to go back and forth but i don't at the same time i want to focus just on the dinner and let's focus part. on the dinner man let's stay on the dinner let's stay on dinner for now so we have the king's wife reference we have a lot of snide comments um, we do go back and forth with the battle happening on uh, their home world. I forgot the name of the home world. Um, and while they're fighting, back to the dinner, amazing food all around. He wants to kidnap the cook, but that would be an act of war. <laughs> so funny. But he really wants to talk about is the metal. The metal that they have now sold to the galaxy that makes them the most important part of this galaxy. He has his mother's eyes, which means his mother was a witch. We knew that. Oh, people know that. His mother yes. was a witch. Mm-hmm. And he mentions having her eyes and he sees this metal a little differently. He says, maybe it could even fight against magic. Did you know that? And she's like, we didn't talk about that. How do you know that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you get these references, but when he mentions how they're touching the sun and how this metal's from this cosmic realm that you're going to, He's t- talking about how when he became a god during Hickman's run of Avengers. Yeah. At the end of Hickman's run, he became a be- he became the Beyonder. He killed the Beyonders mm-hmm. and became the only one and destroyed the entire multiverse and made one world battle world. And one yeah. of the cruel jokes in that book was he still couldn't fix his face. <laughs> yeah. When he took his mask off, it was still fucked up. Oh, doom in his veins. And he knew it was his fault, which made him feel worse because, like, there's something in his brain that isn't perfect. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. 
He also made the thing, the wall surrounding Battle World. He made Johnny Storm the sun. He erased Reed from existence and made their kids and sue his wife and kids. Of course he did. Yeah, it was it was a lot of stuff. What a creep. <laughs> yeah, and Doctor Strange was the sheriff of everything, and he knew the truth and basically just kept the peace because he couldn't stop him, but he could yeah. like manage him. That's crazy. Yeah, very, very good story in Secret Wars. Um, but yeah, he tells him, like, you guys are tempting fate right now, and something bad's gonna happen. Someone's gonna come from the other side wanting a payment. And when that happens, I'll be here to help you because I am doom and I am wise. I've been through this before. And there is a great line um, where he says, you have stolen fire from the heaven to hold in your hands. Uh, I have done the same myself with one significant difference. I wore gloves. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Saying, like, I was prepared. You're not. And yeah. then there's a uh, basically sword is getting the distress call to help out Hulkling and his army. No sword is not. Well, okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that reveal. But when they're getting the distress call, Doom's like, ah, is that what I was talking about happening already? You're going to need me. And don't worry, when you need me, I'll help, of course. But then we can talk about what Akiro can do for me. Yep. And then we have some amazing storm moments. Because he says, you like more metaphors? How about this? And lightning strikes the entire table, blowing Doom away. And I love this line. Uh, playing by your opponent's rules can create a good impression. Refusing to play their games at all creates a better one. Yeah. Storm is not to be trifled with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking at some of these lines right now. Because oh, it's, it's, it's a so great, great. This it's whole cool. pay, page has amazing lines. Another great one is, uh, I thank you for your offer to help us learn to crawl, but it comes late. We are already flying. I know. So fucking dope, man. So good. Like he, they're <laughs> on a planet that they just made too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that she's the queen of. Yes. Yeah. And then the next line that I really love is uh, do we have more to learn? Of course. For we have always been a school. Uh then then old Aurora comes out. Yeah, it's it's great. And basically saying we don't need you. We do nope. not need you. Like that's great. You have all this information. Don't care. We're fine. It's a so little clear. arrogant. It's a little so clearly, arrogant. Yeah, they're gonna need him. Obviously, they're gonna need him. I like Doom. Is like, well, I kept my composure this whole time. He's dusting yeah. off his suit. Like I was being nice this whole time. Doom has no regrets. <laughs> yeah. Doom has no regrets. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the battle. Wait, Most of them lost. Wait, one second. I just want to say, like, that's how I'm going to exit every room now. Doom has no regrets. Doom has no regrets. So we cut back to the battle. Hawkling's bleeding out and sees the big rescue by sword. She brought the best members that can fight. Handpicked team. We're going to save you. We're going to save this whole planet. We got your back. They're so thankful. Let's begin. Let's start this battle. Also, Hawkling references that they tried to contact already and couldn't find anything about Wanda. Yeah. So Wiccan's a little concerned about that. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that he, out. Yeah. Later. So Hulkling says we couldn't get her. It must be like cosmic shit messing with it. Yes. And um, it, yeah, he says it must be Dormammu who was blocking us. And Brand and uh, Abigail Brand is, yes. Yes, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. So then we get to this fucking reveal because we have the whole team. Well, not the whole team, but members of the of sword fighting back the bad guys the mindless ones and then we get a deep secret eyes only <laughs> report from abigail where she basically says they need leverage over this council and especially this unity of the scrolls and the kree empire they need this so they blocked all the distress calls happening to everyone else yep they blocked every distress call for the avengers and she even said earlier in the page was like alpha oh, flight Alpha Flight and Avengers, like you couldn't trust them, but that's why we're here. Yep. And she planned it because if we save them and look good, they owe us. Yep. And they're the she's, most powerful kingdom in space. She's badass, man. That is some hardcore shit. And she wrote all this down in case she dies and it's not saved. So, so she, she knows what it. she's doing. Yeah. 
And the last part of this blurb is eventually the goal is redacted, 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 storm. Redacted, redacted, redacted. 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 It's like, uh uh-oh. Needless to say, if the Quiet Council found out about that, well, that's why it's eyes only. Crazy, dude. Dude, this this fully shocked me. I I feel like I shouldn't have saw it coming, especially from Abigail, but this shocked me. I love the... This took this book from like eh to holy shit. Oh Damn. yeah, man. That fucking twist. And you know, probably, yeah, we, we know based on this, no one else knows this. This is all yeah. her. Like, it's damn. great. I give but, it four X's. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Four the X's here. Too. Lines were written so perfectly. And like, if you look at almost now, every book is really utilizing this whole council on Mars. And they're referencing it. And we see Storm in every book. Even if they don't go to that council, Storm is showing her power in almost every book. Yep. Because at that council in the Tribe of Magneto, she's like, hey, don't forget, I'm fucking powerful. Yep. And now yeah. we have this book. <laughs> yeah, it is not a time to be fucking around with Storm. No. She is queen regent of, of a fucking planet. Yeah. Which is now considered the center of that galaxy. Which is, which is the capital of the solar system. Capital of the solar system. So like... Yeah, there is a lot, and it's really fucking good. And I'm good really shit, excited. man. I'm I'm really excited. How many X's did you give it? I gave it four X's. Yeah. Um. I like this is a great. This is one of the best stacks I think we've had in a while. For real, I agree with that. Yeah, and like everything really does now feel like we're barreling towards Inferno. Oh, whatever's yeah. gonna happen in it, oh, it's yeah. like this is when it all comes down. Like I already guarantee Sabretooth is coming back during Inferno. Oh yeah, that's when they come back and get some fucking revenge. That's def- That's a guarantee. But everything else, like I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's definitely all culminating with whatever's this metal stuff, Mystique's revenge, this guy who's pissed off that you took his whole Mars idea. <laughs> like, there's quite a few enemies in the dark that can all attack at once. Yeah. Oh, Farouk, the Shadow King. Yeah, yeah. Farouk. The three old ladies that know how to destroy plant life. Onslaught. Onslaught. The children of the vault. Like, there are so many wolves at the gate right now. <laughs> and now they have to worry about at least minimum three members of their council doing shady shit and getting kicked out very soon. I know, man. Like, these are troubling. These are troubling times in Rome, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, I love it. This is why we did this podcast, why we started it, because yeah. these books have been so creative. And I really feel like not, not that they're finding their groove, but like keeping it strong after two years. Yeah, for real. This is the lows have not been that low no. for for this this relaunch. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, man. This is one of the best times to be an X-Men fan, man. There's some Absolutely. good shit happening and it's and when it's bad, it's not that bad. And when it's good, it's fucking phenomenal. I yeah, am when excited. it's bad, it's mediocre. Exactly. Yeah. I am excited for what this new Inferno is. Because even our worst book we've read here, Fallen Angels, is still important with Hellions. It's still important. And there were still some decent plot ideas that were in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like exactly. the art sucked and the dialogue sucked, but like the plot itself wasn't the worst. Yeah. All right, guys. On that uh, high note, um next week it wasn't the worst it wasn't the worst anyway (laughs) on that high note (laughs) um next week we're going to be talking probably wolverine i know that's on the list uh we're going to be talking what else you said children of the atom yeah well that's like a bunch right there well it's going to be a bulk review of the last three all right so uh according to what i'm seeing here we finish up children of the atom i guess you said wolverine I think, yeah, X, yeah. I think X-Force 22 is in there somewhere, too. Probably. When does Inferno actually start? I believe the end of the month. End of the month? Cool, cool, yeah. cool. So, yeah, guys, we have plenty of fun stuff to talk about. We still got the uh, X-Berry coming out soon. Yep, X-Berry coming out at the end of the month. And, yeah, guys, I can't wait. And thank you guys for interacting with us today on Twitter. We have some people, some fans interact, and it was really cool. 
We want to see more of that. Not just subscribing, not just the reviews, but that's also important. Don't stop doing that. It's very important. Also, interacting with us on Facebook, on uh, on Twitter, because we don't have a Facebook. On Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. On Twitter. And and if they want to do that, Nick, where do they find you on there? Oh, that's a good question. They can find me at Madman3005. Where can they find you, Joshua? Well... I will be, since I am the ex-brarian in the ex-brary, I can be found at Library X. No, what the fuck is my handle? <laughs> you Expert. just forgot your handle. I forgot my own handle. Ex-brary? After that whole lead-in, you forgot yeah. your handle. That's why, because I did that stupid whole lead-in. This is all staying in. What is it's it? It's in the description. You'll find yeah. it in the description. At you'll find it later. At ex-brarian, maybe? I don't I don't remember. I thought you said the edibles didn't work. I, that, I'm telling you, I don't even feel high right now. I just legitimately forgot my fucking. <laughs> Twitter handle couldn't end on a better way. Until nope. then, guys, we will definitely see you next time.